0: Hello there. I'm Greg Mashburn and I'm the occasional podcaster. I've spent most of my life working behind a microphone as an audio engineer, a radio broadcaster, and a news reporter. Now that I'm retired, I've discovered podcasting and have picked up a mic once again to present my conversations with folks just like you. People interested in and involved with the things going on in and around our community. Hi there, and thanks for tuning in. Today's edition of the Occasional Podcaster will deal with the 12th Annual Bass Reeves Western History Conference. It is scheduled for July the 21st through July the 23rd at the Roxy Theater in Muskogee, as well as the Three Rivers Museum. The museum, of course, is dedicated to the history of the Three Rivers area of northeastern Oklahoma, which Bass Reeves was certainly a huge part of. Who was Bass Reeves and what was his connection to Oklahoma, Indian Territory, perhaps more importantly, Muskogee? Well, we're about to find out. Our guests today are Sharon and Oscar Ray and Jonita Mullins. They are the core, the kernel of the creation of uh, what has become Bass Reeves' Western History Conference, and our interview will begin with them right now. Hi, how are you? to everybody. Oh, well, fantastic. Thank you. What I'd like to do today is talk about Bass Reeves and the Western History Conference. Give us a little history on that and and bring us up to date. But before we do that, I'd like to kind of get a thumbnail sketch from each of you about who you are and what you do. And Sharon, let's start with you.
1: Because I wear many hats, I'll start with Bare Bones International Film and Music Festival, Bare Bones Documentary Music Festival. Twenty-three years, and that's just one hat, promoting Muskogee 31 and, years.
0: And your, your co-worker, your assistant, your enabler, your minion, whatever you refer to him as, is Oscar, who's sitting right over here. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Oscar.
2: How you doing? Tell Oscar. us a little
0: bit about yourself and what you do and what you're involved with these days.
2: Uh, well, for the, for, uh, of course, I worked along with Siobhan for the past 31 years. Uh, and uh, uh, during that time, of course, we... Pretty much, uh, were in production since 1991, hmm. uh, and uh, uh, of course the festival has been around since, I guess, for the past 23 years. Uh, I am the uh, marketing director for the Movie Hall of Fame and the Roxy, uh, and the facility manager for the Roxy Theater. I know who to call now when I want to rent the hall. Exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> I'm the guy. Uh, okay,
2: and and of course that that involvement is really based a whole lot on the fact that. Um, the, we want the Roxy to become that anchor for the city of Muskogee for the future and the Movie Hall of Fame, which reaches into all 77 counties, to become a great marketer for the city of Muskogee. Right. And,
0: and that is actually, I alluded to it a while ago, but that's how I first became acquainted with you two. In fact, for a time, we, we kind of shared Studio space in a building here in Muskogee. I had my production company, and, and you had Bare Bones up on the second floor. And I hope I didn't make too much noise for you. <laughs> uh, uh, how did all that evolve into what you're doing today? You're now you're pointing at well, Janita. I'm
1: pointing at Janita. Janita can tell you a whole lot about she how that. She is happened. the linchpin. <laughs> Take it away, Janita. That's
0: well. That, see now, I was I was going to give them one more opportunity to say something. They I was going to give you equal mic time, but Janita Mullen Our third guest here with us today. And again, like the others, I met you through the Muskogee Chamber of Commerce many years ago. You have become an author, a historian.
3: Well, I am a fourth-generation Oklahoman. I've lived in Muskogee about 26 years and went to work for Three Rivers Museum. About 2002, started writing a column for the Muskogee Phoenix on Muskogee history and Sue very shortly became known as the history lady to a lot of people in Muskogee. And it was at Three Rivers that I first became acquainted with Bass Reeves Mm -hmm. and understood what a very significant individual he was that nobody had ever heard of. When the opportunity arose for us to start trying to celebrate his life, I was right there. I wanted to very much be a part of it.
0: Okay. Now, Sharon has already implicated you in your testimony. (laughs) Uh,
3: <laughs> yes
1: i have <laughs> so uh,
0: how did how did this idea the the western history conference. How did that evolve? How did it start? Whose idea was it? Who are we going to blame for it?
3: It began in 2010. I was working as the manager for downtown Muskogee, the Main Street program, and I was approached by the Oklahoma Tourism Department. They were trying to create uh, what they called soulful stories, stories about African-American history, trying to increase awareness in Oklahoma of the rich African-American history that we have. So they contacted me and asked if I would want to be involved in this Soulful Story idea. And they particularly wanted us here in Muskogee to focus on Bass Reeves. So we held an event. uh, It was a Main Street Program event called Soulful Stories. It was the night of celebration of Bass Reeves. It was a one-time event. And They came out of the woodwork to attend. We had people coming from Fort Smith and all over, and we just recognized right there, there's an interest in this man, and we can maybe turn that into something significant for Muskogee. And certainly he deserves to be recognized. So the following fall, uh, I did our first walking tour about Bass Reeves, and we gathered at Three Rivers Museum, and we walked his beat in downtown Muskogee and talked about his life. We had reenactors portraying different characters, different individuals who had been uh, contemporaries of Bass and knew his story, and we had a great turnout for that also. So we decided to make the tour an annual event, and that's what gave birth into the Western History Conference. Because we knew we could expand it and do more. Uh, Bass Reeves was a big enough character that we could make more than just one-hour tour out of okay, his life.
0: So, so that leads to the obvious question. How big a character was he? Who was Bass (laughs) Reeves? What is his importance to the Muskogee area?
3: His significance to uh, Muskogee is, of course, that he spent the latter years of his law enforcement life here. But you have to go back much earlier and really to his birth. He was born into slavery in Arkansas. Uh, Then the family moved to Texas. He escaped from slavery and spent the war years, civil war years, in Indian Territory, learning the land, learning the languages, And then after the Civil War, he settled in Van Buren, Arkansas, Uh, just about the time that Isaac Parker was appointed to the bench at the federal court in Fort Smith.
0: Judge Parker.
3: Judge Parker, the hanging (laughs) judge. And Judge Parker had been given this enormous task of cleaning up Indian Territory because it had been overrun by outlaws who liked the jurisdictional mishmash that existed in Indian Territory. And uh, Parker made a point of recruiting both Native American and African American marshals, and Bass Rees was one of them. So that began a 32-year career as a, a marshal, and very few men Managed to get to thirty-two years Mm -hmm. uh, in that field. Most lasted about five years. So thirty-two years was remarkable. And um, during that career, he made probably close to three thousand arrests and said to had fourteen notches on his gun. Wow! And um, then at Oklahoma statehood, he became a city police officer.
0: I'm Greg Mashburn, and you are listening to the Occasional Podcaster. Our guests today are Sharon and Oscar Ray, and Joni Mullins. We are talking about the 12th Annual Bass Reeves Western History Conference, which is scheduled for Muskogee July the 21st through the 23rd. And our conversation will return in just a moment.
3: If you have an idea for a future episode of The Occasional Podcaster, let us know. Find The Occasional Podcaster on Facebook and Instagram, Of course, you can always send an email to occasionalpodcaster at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and perhaps present your idea on an upcoming episode of The
0: Occasional Podcaster. So I have to ask, why haven't I seen a dozen different movies about Bass Reeves? We see movies about everybody else. But, but I, I don't remember growing up as a kid going to the Ritz Theater and seeing a Bass Reeves Western. Why
2: not, Oscar? <laughs> well, that could be a very long answer, but I'll try and <laughs> condense it. Uh, the, the truth is, uh, most marshals, black and white, of that era, we forgot. Uh, we forgot the exploits. Uh, Bass, because he was black and wasn't written as, about as much, was, 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 that was one of the major reasons. But when you think about it, even Wired Earp uh, and O.K. Corral was a totally forgotten event until they made a movie about it. Uh, I think the first was a silent movie in the in the late 1900s, almost 1920. Uh, and then uh, they made a movie called My Darling Clementine. Uh, John Ford produced that movie. Mm-hmm. And that movie really exploded the interest in Wired Earp over everything else. But for the most part, since... Most newspapers didn't carry stories about African-Americans at that time. Uh, It's not unusual, not a surprise that all of a sudden uh, he just kind of disappeared. He was pretty much a legend in his own lifetime. Uh, And, of course, when he passed away, there's a huge write-up about him here in the Muskogee, uh, Phoenix. Uh, And, of course, as time went by, that that story faded. Uh, And so people knew who he was, and there was a lot of documentation about his life. Uh, the public at large and even the the place where he's buried and place where he died here in Muskogee knew very little about him. Uh, he led a 32 year life as a lawman. Uh, and then as, once he retired, his exports, even though they were huge and, and, and almost unbelievable, those just kind of faded into history. That happened not just with African-American lawmen, but a lot of lawmen who did some pretty spectacular things at that time. The, the, the African-Americans were just kind of left out of history because that was the natural way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so that made his story even less likely to be told. Jonita, when you said that the state approached
0: you about participating in the Soulful Stories program, did they give you the name Bass Reeves? Was this somebody you researched and came up with yourself? How did... Mass Reeds get on the agenda then after so many years of being ignored and overlooked?
3: Well, they, when they approached me they were kind of open to what we wanted to do here in Muskogee, and so they asked me to pull together individuals who might have a connection to African American history. So we met at Three Rivers Museum. Oscar and Sharon were there. We invited uh, the folks from Honey Springs because they have a lot of African American history related to them. Same with Fort Gibson and we were just batting around all these ideas with uh, a rep from the Oklahoma Tourism Department, and we could have gone in a lot of different directions because we have great African-American history here, but the um, person from uh Oklahoma, tourism said, what about Passerese? I think that's really the way you should go. So it was a name that they brought up, but it Mm -hmm. was certainly a name that we were familiar with by that time, because in Muskogee at least and at the museum, because they have his gravestone there. Uh, I had already been mentioning him when I would do tours through the museum. I'd stop at that gravestone and talk Mm -hmm. about this remarkable man. First African American inducted into the Great Westerners Hall of Fame.
0: So, having that as the kernel of what has grown into this, this 12th annual, I have to be honest with you. I didn't know you'd done this for 11 years going on 12 now.
1: Let me tell you how I met Bass Reeves. Okay. I was not there in 1992 with the Westerner's induction or any of that and had not any real knowledge until 2002 at the Bare Bones International Film Festival. Mm-hmm. We had a movie called Black Marshall, The Hunt for Dozier. And it's ironic that 12 years twelve years since we started, and what was that, 18 years ago, the young man who made that movie is actually going to be one of our guest speakers at the conference, and he is going to show the movie. So that film at that time brought him to my knowledge. So when we started talking about him, I was going, oh, Oh, and I didn't even know about the Cowboy Hall of Fame mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But the Soulful Stories, this was one aspect, and we would have, could have, actually, it did develop into a Muskogee Heritage Days for just covering Muskogee heritage. The mm-hmm. museum already had Outlaws and Lawman Days. And then we evolved into heritage days. I think we did that for several years in conjunction with the Bass Reeves tour and the knowledge.
0: That's the good thing about these kinds of observations. They are organic. They grow and they change and they merge. And and because of that, you keep finding new ways to present and new audiences to reach.
1: Being able, having the flexibility, and I think, and working with the team, our ba- we are the core of the posse. The three of us, we're like the musketeers—one for all, and all for one—and we're going to get it done by any means necessary.
0: All right. Well, then let's let's talk about this thing. It's uh, July the twenty-first, I think, through the twenty-third. Yes. It's yes. being it's being headlined as the twelfth annual Bass Reeves
2: Western History Conference. Well, day one will actually start here at the the Roxy Theater. Uh, that evening, we we're going to show uh, a movie about Western movies and about the most prolific Western director, uh, John Ford, who produced 135 movies, uh, won more Academy Awards than any other director. Uh, and, and every director out there will pretty much built their careers based on a lot of things that he did. The first night will start here, uh, and then after that first night, we we'll then move over to uh, the Rivers, Rivers Museum.
3: Friday morning will be a bus tour to Fort Gibson. I will lead that tour, and we take in uh, some of the very early history of this area. Of Muskogee talk about the fort and the African American history associated with it, other sites in the Fort Gibson area, some related to Bass, but more is just Western history because Fort Gibson is hugely significant in Oklahoma's early history. It was involved with everything that happened before we were a state. Friday morning we'll have a lunch break there in Fort Gibson and then come back over to the Three Rivers Museum. We'll give people a break and then we'll have um, evening events as well with a movie.
0: And Sharon, I know that before we talk about the movie specifically, mm-hmm. you mentioned a while ago that the, the gentleman who made the movie earlier that you referred to is going to be here. Is he? Mm-hmm. One of, I saw two speakers listed on the promotional. Okay. Is he that, one uh, of them? He
1: would be Marlon Lat. Okay. And he has made several since that time. One of our special guests that will be here that night in just sort of honor of, we're talking of Western history. So there are some other people that you may know, like the Bill Tillman or Pistol Pete. Uh, I'm thinking of some of the names. We would have a Bell Star. So it's a group wow. out of Pryor called Prairie Grass Productions. So they're going to just come and take some pictures and share what characters they represent. And they're another group that performs.
0: Okay. Now, speaking and- of groups, <laughs> I would be remiss if I did not mention... The Bass Reeves reenactors.
1: And that's on Saturday.
0: Oh, well, see how well that worked (laughs) out? It just
1: works (laughs) wonderful. Because on Saturday, that's how we start our day, is with the tour along Bass Reeves' last beat, which is 2nd Street. Basry's Walk, which there are seven historic signs along the route that this posse is responsible for getting done, along with Senator Garrison taking care of that sign that's over the Arkansas River Mm -hmm. that ties Muskogee with the oldest town in, well, it was Indian Territory and then Oklahoma, but Fort Gibson gets that distinction. Bragging rights. How long have we been
0: here? Who would have guessed how important this part of (laughs) Oklahoma is to West? Western history is as, as, as we know it. Not world Western history, of course, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, we, most of us know. Even even those of us who don't follow this kind of thing, most of us know that this is uh, Indian territory, right. right? You know, there's the Five Civilized Tribes Museum. There's the the Cherokees uh, in in uh, Tahlequah, right yeah. in the big middle of all this. Yeah. Who knew that we had this other extended involvement? I don't know. Maybe I slept through it. But when I was in school, we never got that in history.
1: <laughs>
3: that was sort of I get told by that so many times. <laughs> I go to speak. I never learned that in Oklahoma history. And I said, well, Oklahoma history is fascinating.
0: Are they are they still using the same Oklahoma history book they used probably on me in 1969? So. Yeah, are.
1: Uh-huh. And that's why it's up to us to supplement. And so bringing in people like Bob Boles, Bob Bale Um, I believe he's the editor of True West magazine. Obviously, he's all about Mm -hmm. Western history. And that will be, that will happen. He will be the keynote speaker for our lunch after our noon shootout. And that's another reenactment group called the Pistoleros. And they actually do a recreation of a Bass Reeve arresting Jim Webb. And so that happens at Three Rivers Museum.
0: I'm Greg Mashburn, and you're listening to The Occasional Podcaster. Our guests today include Jonita Mullins, also Sharon and Oscar Ray. We are talking about the 12th Annual Bass Reads Western History Conference, scheduled for Muskogee on July the 21st through the 23rd. We will conclude our discussion about this event coming up right after this. If you
3: have an idea for a future episode of The Occasional Podcaster, let us know. Find The Occasional Podcaster on Facebook and Instagram. Of course, you can always send an email to occasionalpodcaster at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and perhaps present your idea on an upcoming episode of The Occasional Podcaster.
0: So with the with the conference going on July 21, 22, in 23 mm-hmm. what has uh, and again we we mentioned before this is the 12th iteration of that conference mm-hmm. how has mm-hmm. its popularity and its attendance grown how how healthy have you gotten for 12 years worth of being out there
2: well you know our growth was pretty significant and then covid hit <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. yes
0: so that's sort of- so for the past <laughs> You yes. I'm so tired of hearing about COVID. I'm sorry. I know, but it's, I'm ready for that to go it's away. Our, it's so our
3: excuse I. for everything.
2: It is, isn't it? There are
1: slow years. Yeah. But, yeah.
2: but it did have a significant impact, so we're, we're building back from sure. that. And what's really fascinating, 12 years ago, when we looked on the on the Internet for Bass Reeves, there was one paragraph and one picture. That was it. Our mission back then, through the Soulful Stories, was to make sure that people knew about bass all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's really fascinating is that as we started in those early years and as we start putting more stuff out, out there, we start getting requests from information from all, from all over. Uh, and a number of, of major production companies from Hollywood uh, in New York and, and Hollywood came and, and sent uh, screenwriters here. Uh, to start gathering information about bass. And that's been, what, nine, almost ten years Gosh, ago that that, that started.
1: to happen. So.
2: Well, it's going to happen. I suppose so. Does
0: does Mm -hmm. bare bones have right of first refusal?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, we're too Uh, teeny-weeny. They're bringing out the big guns. In other words, the 1883, the story of Bass, the Bass Reeves story, they're Mm -hmm. doing a a series, which is excellent. I recommended that. They should give me credit. I should get paid for that.
0: (laughs) You should. should hear that. You should.
1: Because I said, making a movie does not do justice uh because you're only telling one story. You only can tell a little piece. The man has 32 years of exploits. And as of even today, besides the 1883 project, which is now getting started with their shooting the pilots. I just got word today, online, it's online, Morgan Freeman's Twin Territories is up and running. Him and James Pickens is finally going to happen. And they said they've been at this for over 20 years. (laughs) And he wanted to play bass. And of course, he will not. But they say they have a Good part, since after all, he's an executive producer.
0: I could keep this conversation going <laughs> forever, but, but unfortunately, we have to watch the clock here. So we need to, in in wrapping up, we need to reiterate that the Bass Reeves Western History Conference is coming up July 21st through the 23rd right here in Muskogee mm-hmm. at, uh, at the Roxy Theater and the Three Rivers Museum. It is three days full of historical interest for anyone who has ever thought about being interested in Westerns of any kind. Is that pretty accurate?
1: That's pretty accurate.
0: (laughs) Okay, let's talk about how you get in. I'm assuming that there are tickets for sale. They are available. How do we get them?
3: Yes, you can purchase tickets or make reservations at BassReevesConference.com. And you can purchase a package ticket that gets you in for all days. Or you can do a one-day ticket if you just want to do a Friday or Saturday. Um, so we have options on the website. But that's where you're going to go to okay. get your tickets. We would encourage anyone who's coming to dress Western themselves. We really right. want people to get in and... And be a part of this. In the spirit. Yes, approach the reenactors and ask them for a photo or an autograph or something. They would love that.
0: Good luck with all your efforts. We hope everything is a big success for you, that it exceeds your wildest expectations. Thank you all for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that's another episode of The Occasional Podcaster. I'm Greg Mashburn, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. This podcast and all of the previous shows are available on Apple, Spotify, and Google, nearly anywhere you find your podcasts. As always, if you have an idea for a future episode of The Occasional Podcaster, please let us know. Visit our website, occasionalpodcaster.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or just send an email to occasionalpodcaster at gmail.com. I want to thank you for listening again, and I hope that you will join me next time for another edition of The Occasional Podcaster.